Whatever baggage you have of what you think a liturgy is, hold it very loosely up to God because he may have something different in mind for the health and the nurturing of your kids. Hello, welcome to the Crazy Catholic Convert Podcast. I'm your host, Karen. If you were to ask me why I became Catholic, I would say short answer, beauty, goodness, truth. Long answer, well, that's why I'm creating this podcast. Ever since I became Catholic, I felt called to evangelize. I have stories to tell, and I know other Catholics do too. Our faith is a gift. It should be shared. And today's episode is kind of unique, I guess you could say, for its one-year anniversary. I have put together a combination of different guests who I have had on the show and who I will have on this show. They will be giving their thoughts and tips to bringing children to Mass. I don't want to lecture about why you should go to Mass. We already know we're required to go as Catholics on Sunday and Holy Days of Obligation. I actually refer to that in another episode, Confessions About Confession. I just want to say I know it's hard and you are not alone. So as I said, I put together a combination and then in the closing, I will give my two cents on the topic. So without further ado, here are some thoughts and tips to bringing young children to Mass. So I'm kind of a weenie, and we've been dropping <laughs> off our kids at the nursery during Mass. And I was like, we should really start bringing our kids to Mass. Joseph's going to have his first communion in another few years. Yeah. It's going to come up sooner than we imagine. Do you have any tips for how to survive Mass with kids, young kids? One day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Persevere. <laughs> Yeah. So our church does not have a nursery. We do have a cry room. I'm going to probably tangent on this, but there's different philosophies here. And some people are really anti-cry room and some people are really pro-cry right, room. Yep. And I'm really a survival parent. <laughs> so if I need a cry room, I'm going to go to the cry room. <laughs> but that being said, we always try to start in the main church and then take steps back just as needed. So my husband, I would say, actually feels more strongly about it than I do that our kids go to mass with us every week. When they're really little, I'm kind of like, well, grandma's in town. Let's let them stay home and then they don't have to come and we'll get a better experience out of it. But especially for our four-year-old, he feels very strongly like, nope, she needs to come. She's four now. So I don't really know what is the right age necessarily to say they absolutely must be in mass. I do think that even very young children can begin to have an understanding and appreciation of what's going on. But they also certainly are still so young and an hour is hard for some kids and Every kid is different. So we always try to go to Mass with them, with us in the pews and staying in the church. Obviously, we go to Mass. And some things that we have a couple different Mass books that we bring every week and that the kids have come to expect to be there. One of them is The Missile for Toddlers. And then the other one is my first interactive mass book. It's an Ascension Press book. And The Missile for Toddlers reads like a storybook, but it does step through the Mass. So we'll read that and say, oh, this is where we are in the Mass right now. But even still, I don't pull them out when we sit down in the pews. I wait until they need it, which is usually the homily. So I don't usually get to listen to the homily. <laughs> and then the interactive Mass book has a variety of things in it. It has a holy water page where you can pretend to dip in the holy water and then trace oh, the sign cool. of the cross. 
And then it has a little spinner for the parts of the mass. And on the back of it, it's for, it has liturgical colors. So pretty much every week, my kids will sit there and spin to match the liturgical color. We usually try to guess what color the priest is going to wear before he comes in the church, <laughs> which you can do from the different oh, ribbons good. and whatnot. But it's just right. a point to draw my kids' attention to, what's hey, check on. out what's going on. What right. do you think Father Rob's going to wear today? They usually get it right at this point. And then the other thing that that book has, the interactive mass book, that book is also good for readers, for children that are old enough to read, because it has the prayers and different mass parts and whatnot printed in it. But for the younger readers, the other thing that I like about it is it has a look and find page of, can you find this in your church? So that works out really well, especially when we're visiting a new church, because we can say, okay, there's supposed to be an altar. Can you find the altar? And of course, that one's easy. But then there's other ones like the tabernacle and the red sanctuary candle and different things like that that are a little trickier. And then they have the general what's in a church. And then they also have the Eucharistic items. So things like the chalices. And they also have the incense thurible which we don't see every week. So then we'll, oh, do you look around? Do you see that one today? And gotcha. usually no, but sometimes. And then the wine pitcher, the cruets, water pitchers. So then we can do our look and find at the beginning. And then we have to do it again during the Eucharist to find all of those parts and pieces too. Another thing that my kids really enjoy is the parish where we go offers mass kits for children that are just felt pieces of the parts of the altar at the time of the Eucharist. So it has a white altar cloth and then it has two candles. It has the patent with a host, which is like the real flat plate, if you're not familiar with the terms. And then it has a chalice, and it also has a wine felt that goes inside your chalice and a water droplet felt that goes inside the wine. And also a little crucifix. And these are all felt. They're not real pieces. And it usually has a picture also of what it looks like when it's put together, if you will. So the kids can sit there in the pew and set out their altar space. And then my two-year-old in particular really loves to hold up his chalice when the priest holds up his Aww. chalice and hold up his host when the priest holds up his host. And it's perfect timing because that's usually when he runs out of attention span. Oh, nice. And so right. he, he'll be getting really rowdy. And I'm like, oh, Adrian, it's, time, it's coming. It's time. It's time. We're gonna do, he's going to hold it up. And so then he'll grab his parts and he'll come over to the Aww. pew and, and he'll watch and he'll hold up his host when the priest holds up his host. And he does it several times. So he holds up just the host. He holds up just the chalice. And then I think there's two times that he holds up both the host and the chalice because one when the host is whole and then a second time when the host has been broken. Okay. Anyway, and so then that's fine enough. No, Adrian, look, he only has the chalice this time. Oh, oh he's got to <laughs> be paying attention. <laughs> so those are some of the things that help to continue to keep my kids engaged. But I will also say that there are lots of times when we just survive right. and my kids are just being very rowdy. Like this past weekend, for example, we were in an unfamiliar church and they pretty much just jungle gymmed on top of me the whole mass. <laughs> and I just sat in the pew and shushed them <laughs> the whole mass. <laughs> <laughs> but as long as they're being reasonably quiet, we try to stay and try to listen as best we can. And if someone gets rowdy, someone gets upset, then we go stand in the back or we go in the cry room if we need to. And I just try to have patience and grace with myself and with them, knowing that right. they're still young. This is just the phase that we're in. Sure. And it will get better. And so little reminders is patience, some tools, and then little reminders of, okay, we're going to try and say a prayer now. Would you like to say a prayer? What would you like to pray for? I'm going to be standing. I'll read you a book when we sit back down. Do the best you can. <laughs> I love it. I mean, during all this, I keep thinking, we need to maybe on the drop-down box put all these books you've oh, listed. Oh, yeah. That interactive mass book sounds really cool. Yeah. I almost think, gosh, as an adult, maybe, <laughs> maybe something like Yeah, that. and it even That's has weird. a little prayer for right before mass and right after mass, which I think is nice too. So I'll sometimes pull that out and say, okay, I'm going to say my before mass prayers. Let's read this one. Because then if I'm praying with them, I usually run out of, I don't know what to say that's going to be on their level. And so then that's something easy to read. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
good for all of us too. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Do you have any tips for bringing kids to mass? (laughs) We are not experts at this. Most of the time we are not really even probably all that good at it. We show up every week. It's funny. I've been talking with my own mom a little bit and I think everybody has a different perspective and I don't think there's a right or wrong answer here, but when we were younger, she and my dad, like like two, three, four. So before the age of reason, before we'd receive the sacraments and everything, the first communion and reconciliation, she and my dad would split mass. So one of them would go to one mass and the other would stay home with the kids and then vice versa, because she just felt like to go together and it's crazy and chaotic and you're spending more of your time wrangling your children off the floor than listening to the homily. So she felt like for her, she wasn't receiving anything from mass. That's fine. <laughs> but then I'm like, more it's true. I would say most weeks, if I hear 20% of the homily and 20% of the readings, that's pretty good. I'm just trusting that because we're there and we're showing up and we're trying that the graces are present. Even if I can't see them or really Mm -hmm. feel them, I'm just trusting that they're there. So for me, I think that's step one, that even if you're at mass and it's messy and challenging and you spend most of it in the back holding a screaming toddler like a sack of potatoes, the Holy Spirit is still there. You're still receiving the Lord. It's going to show up (laughs) sometime. (laughs) Exactly. Even if you really do not feel it in the moment. Sure. But And we do always try and sit in the front. Mm -hmm. My kids are better when they can see what's going on. So we try and sit in the front, and if I can get them involved, I will. If I can get them to sing the amen with me, or like my five-year-old right now, she can't really read, but she knows her numbers. So I'll say, okay, the readings are number 1178. Can you find 1178? And she'll flip through the hymnal or the book and try and find whatever number, the, the number. songs or the oh, reading or whatever. So that's been good for us lately. She's just at the right age where she... And then she learns her numbers. Yeah, and she, <laughs> then she'll hand it to us, and she wants us to point along to the words, even though she can't read them. So when I can get them involved, or even if they're being pretty rambunctious, maybe after communion, when everybody else is good, well, if I can whisper to them, who should we pray for? They seem to be a little better asking them like, do you see the tabernacle? Or can you point to where's Father Peter right now? So yeah, like I said, we're not perfect at it. And we spend more than our share of time with children in the back because they're trying to escape the pew and screaming that we won't let them crawl on the floor. But sure, (laughs) just show up, keep trying. Well said, Stephanie. (laughs) And I'm curious too, when you say that you have a child friendly adoration. Oh, yeah. So what do you have any tips for bringing kids to mass? Yes. So mine and Ian's favorite trick is go with grandparents. So we yes. yes. So (laughs) if you have family in town that are Catholic, go to mass at the same time. That's been such a gift. My dad and mom are usually at mass with us. We go 9am on Sunday morning and then Ian's parents and all of his siblings are there too. So we take up a whole pew, sometimes a pew and a half. And my kids just get past up and down the line and always have been. So they are very wiggly. We let them move, but they have to be quiet. So that's a good one. Books. And especially if you have a cry room, just borrow some books from the cry room, but bring your kids into mass. I always think my kids have always behaved better. They're so little still, but that's the hardest point of mass. But they've always behaved better when we're inside the nave instead of being out in the gathering space. Other fun tricks. Snacks. I'm big on snacks, (laughs) especially while they're little. We'll probably stop with Frances when she's about four, but going early in the morning and her having a bag of Cheerios to keep her occupied, mm-hmm. that works really well. And that keeps their mouth quiet. Right. <laughs> There's no screaming. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm trying other tricks we pull out are you know the little chapels for saints and if they have candles go light a candle with your kid and you might be like oh fire is dangerous but you're holding the flame it's safe and mm-hmm. that's so entertaining there are two things that have always fascinated humans for all of history and that is fire and babies those are the two things that we could just sit and watch without anything else going on so sounds like a dangerous combination but babies also love watching fire so lighting the candles sure. is really fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah but those are my top tips for going to mass with littles that's great yeah There's so much i can relate mm-hmm. to we always like to go when gogus is her name and they're different yeah. around your grandparents yes they listen yeah. to the grandparents a little bit better sometimes too oh when i was doing daily mass with francis i just made friends with another mom who was there with her little girls i'd actually sit in front of her and her behind me so franny would just stand up on the pew and be playing with the girls like over the pew oh. so that kept them all in one space Contained. together gotcha. yes and so that was fun we didn't know each other our kids would talk and then eventually we introduced ourselves but just make a friend and then sit with them during mass most people are on like a routine if they're there every week yeah yeah that's wonderful (laughs) when you have a a parish that's so family friendly yeah because people help you it's great do you have any tips for bringing kids to mass I always feel like it's a challenge with young ones because I have a two and a four year old, which I feel like as they get older, it's going to get easier. I feel like I just bring lots of snacks. I bring tons of books. I think the problem is my two year old is so active that he can't sit still. We have a place called Johnson Hall where they have a big screen where you can watch mass in Johnson Hall. So sometimes I'll just take him or my husband will take him in there just so he can get some energy out. And then we come back. I try to keep them as contained as possible. And then we also have at our 11 a.m. mass, we We do have where the three and up can go to a preschool class for Mm. a little bit during mass so they can do an activity. So sometimes we do that because I know kids feed off of each other. So if you have more than one, they tend to like gang up. But if you just have one, sometimes you can contain them a little Uh easier. Oh, yes, definitely. (laughs) It's much easier, I would say, going with just one of our kids and both of them. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) So yeah. Uh. We definitely take advantage of those programs too. We have frogs, friends of God's son. And then they know the lady in the nursery very well (laughs) because (laughs) we take advantage of both of those places. Madeline, do you have any tips for bringing kids to mass? Oh, that has been hard for us. We have been trying all sorts of things. We have done where at some points just my husband will go and then I will go later in the day and just go on our own so that we can be more in the presence. Sometimes we need that during certain seasons of our life. I have found it different at every stage. As once you figure it out, it always changes. Sometimes it is having a few books. I have found it really helpful. And other times I find that they just fight over them and having anything with us is distracting. So. I would love to hear more tips, but actually, I'm glad you asked this because yesterday was the first time. Okay, maybe we actually figured this out because I took one of them and my husband took one of them and we sat in separate areas of the church and it was perfectly fine because the problem mostly is that they bother each other. I think it's different for everybody, but actually they're always on each other or fighting over something because they're bored. So we found it was really actually it was very peaceful yesterday. I'm like, maybe we can actually bring them with us and enjoy mass. So that was what helped us yesterday. And we're going to continue doing that and see how it goes. So it sounds to me like you had seven kids before you even entered the church. So you're probably still experienced already with bringing kids to church. Do you have any tips for bringing kids to Mass? How did you survive? I love to tell my kids if they complain about struggling through Mass, you 
probably don't remember, darlings, but we went to church for two entire hours, 45 minutes of which was a sermon. This ability to participate and be a part of a service, to be a part of the sacrifice of the Mass is a privilege and a blessing to you in more ways than one. So we just really try to make Mass a time of love and bonding. I try to cuddle all my kids, big and small, hug them and touch them, affirm them, look at them during Mass, pray for them during Mass, and work with them to participate and understand the Mass. We talk about the Mass and what Jesus is doing in every area of our lives every day and making it so that Mass is just a culmination of our life outside of Mass. I think that culture of love and bonding as a family as we participate in Mass has really made a big difference for us and for our older kids understanding the Mass, really understanding the Mass and understanding it in the context of they themselves being a part of God's family has really made it a more significant event in their life. And we've talked about the blessing of a big family as there are many hands. So our little children just get passed from person to person throughout Mass and they're loved on and helped to participate by each of those older kids. So I feel like I have it easier than most parents who have just a few because I have so much help. So tips for bringing kids to mass. For sure, what helped them when they were younger is having, you know, like the cloth Bibles, you oh, know, yeah. or them bringing their own Bible. They would like to bring their favorite baby doll or whatever. They're bringing like their baby to church too. And then they would oh. help take care of their baby and show their baby their toy Bible. So just like including them that way, my girls were very nurturing, very mother-like. So they would always like to have their baby too. So so that helped. One tip like with them in church and in mass. So we always try to keep them quiet. But I remember one moment pops out. I was in mass and one of my children asked me a question and I didn't shush her. And I took the time and we pointed and I explained it all to her so she would understand. And a mom came up to me afterwards and said how she thought that was great that I took the time and explained it to her. So I guess answering their question so that they can learn. Right. And making them go for that strong foundation for them to carry on into early adulthood into their families. Speaking of kids, <laughs> do you have any tips for bringing kids to Mass? I would say have a faithful spouse. Oh. A spouse that is very dedicated on going to Mass will definitely get your kids up and moving in the morning and definitely give them lots of opportunities to practice like daily Mass. You guys are hardcore. <laughs> Yeah. Good it's for more you. my husband. Like, I know this one lady. We went to mass this morning and she was like, oh, wow, you must have gotten up really early to get your kids to mass. And I was like, I'm not going to lie. I just rolled out of bed. And my husband took care of it all. <laughs> it's awesome. Well, just put a little teaser out there. I'm actually planning to do another episode on not having a spouse who is as devoted. No, Yeah, that's a good word for it. Devoted as you. And so if that's you, I've been there. I feel you. There's hope. Just keep praying. I feel like they always say, even though you're on the journey together, there's always one person in the relationship that's higher than the other. Hmm. So, yeah, could very, yeah, it could, and also <laughs> day to day. Yes. Yeah. Like, we, when me and my husband were dating, I was probably the more faithful one because I was Catholic and my husband wasn't really raised Catholic. 
But now that he's converted, oh boy, the skill has really changed. Yeah, he's like like, on fire. He's all in. I think everyone's on a journey. You're on Mm -hmm. a journey together. You're there to lift each other up. But if you're the one who's on the lower scale, don't feel bad. We've all been there. (laughs) This is what I've heard. So you're married. To become one, if your spouse goes to mass all the time, that spiritual communion gets to you. And you Oh, I like that. You get some of those graces from them. That's right, because we're one. Because you're one. So when he goes to mass, but I stay home with the baby and nurse. I mean, we're not talking about like Sunday. (laughs) No. Yeah, these are like extra Of course. No. I don't want to deter people from going to to mass on Sunday. We go to mass on Sundays, but Ryan will go on like that Saturday morning one. And I'm like, shoot, he's worked all week and he's still going Saturday. So yeah, my husband goes to mass literally every single day. Oh, And I'm always like. Married with blank work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never thought about that, Tony. Yep, to become but one. To our one. Yep, spiritual communion. I love it. Teresa, what are your tips and tricks for bringing kids to mass? Awesome question. Where I am right now, my oldest is 11 and my youngest is one. All of my children are extroverted, oh, which boy. means they're loud all the time, no matter where they are. And they're usually running around and talking to people. We do not have quiet children who like hide behind my legs and won't chat with strangers. So our masses are always uh, like a football game for my husband and I. <laughs> We're just always tackling kids. My, my biggest tip is whatever baggage you have of what you think a liturgy is, hold it very loosely up to God because he may have something different in mind for the health and the nurturing of your kids. I felt early on that if my kids behaved, then I was a good Catholic. And if my kids didn't behave, then I obviously was doing something wrong. Again, it fell on me and I have to do more and I have to do more and I can't be receptive. I have to fix something. So that caused me so much anxiety. I would say one out of three masses, I would leave crying because you're just like, I'm not getting anything out of mass. Like I'm not listening. I'm not really communing with God like I'm accustomed to. Again, ignoring the fact that I live in a vowed sacrament. Like I am in a sacrament 24 hours a day And God shows up at Mass no matter what, no matter if I'm in the basement the entire time because my legs are swelling and I'm too hot because I'm so pregnant, or if my kid is just screaming and chatting with people and I'm strolling the kids in the stroller outside the church because they are just so loud that I can't keep them in the church in good conscience. And even if I'm doing those things, this is where God put me. This is where he wants me to rest. This is where he wants me to be like a just weaned baby in the mother's arms, like just resting in what the church is giving me. And sometimes I more times than not, like when I go out, God brings me someone who I shouldn't be talking during mass, right? I think to myself, like, it's wrong to talk during mass. I can tell that person to wait until mass is over so that they know that Jesus is present up there and that sacrifice is so important. But then it's like, this person looks like, They're crying. Like, how can I not just be like, shh, Jesus is there. (laughs) Like, sucks to be you and have your problem, but you should know that Jesus is there. Sometimes God just brings people to you who need you. Like, you are being his extended arms in this world. I want well-celebrated 
liturgy, but I have learned to leave that to my priest. And that's my priest's business and that's on my priest's soul. And I am to do what God is calling me to do during Mass, whether that be to attend to my children or answer my five-year-old's bajillion questions because she has no filter and she won't just sit there and be quiet, or whether my son decides to do laps around the church. I've got to attend to that. And no, I didn't get to hear your homily, Father, because I haven't heard a homily in five years because I'm attending to children. It's good that God puts you in those situations as a mother because he is trying to teach you something about his love and his mercy. And then when it's your time to have quiet mass again, it will be rightly ordered and you will notice the increase of grace in your life from the time before when you were trying to control every aspect of mass and hear everything and judge the priest and judge the person behind you and judge yourself and wonder if somebody's looking at your shoes. Your mass becomes, again, rightly ordered, just this explosion of divine fertility in your soul. It's just incredible. So let the stuff happen during mass. It's going to happen. God loves you and he's still present there and working on you. That's my only tip. It doesn't matter what you bring to mass. Like a kid's going to throw it. So (laughs) it doesn't matter. That's how I always think when I think of things to bring to mass. Like how much noise would this make and would it break if it was thrown? Actually, one time my son's godfather is a priest and he always brings him religious gifts for like holidays and things like that. And he brought him the statue of St. Joseph. And oh, he was loving it. My little, he was probably two then, just loving it. And we brought it to mass the next day. It was so precious. And he threw it on the floor. I actually like right underneath us. He like threw it on the floor and it hit so hard that the head of baby Jesus and the head of St. Joseph went rolling and I could hear it on the floor. I could hear this tink, tink, tink. And this man, several rows in front of us, looks down and I can see the look on his face. He's like in such shock and he picks it up and he's holding it in his hand. And he's showing it to his wife. And he's like, what is that? <laughs> like the head of St. Joseph. And I'm back a few pews behind him, like waving and I'm like, that's ours. Sorry, that's ours. So it's, it doesn't matter. Your kid's going to behave their age no matter what. All those things are just ways God is trying to love you and help you let go of things you should let go of. I right. love it. That's a great story. <laughs> it took me a few months to tell the priest godfather that it was broken. I was like, he loves his gift. Thank you. hope you enjoyed this episode of the Crazy Catholic Convert podcast. So a few things that I found are helpful. I found these little boards at a shrine gift shop and they have these little windows that you pull down for each of the different parts of the mass. One time Joseph really wanted to go to mass just so that he could use that board and pull down the windows. And so it makes him pay attention a little bit more, just like how Amy did with her whole mass kit because he has to pull down the window. And so he's always asking me, do I pull this one down yet? And I'll say, no, not yet. Or, okay, go ahead. Yep, we've done the homily now. So that's been helpful. But the other thing that I just like to remember, I came across this article one time. I wish I could find it again. I think it was written by a priest to give him credit. But he compared going to Mass to that story in Luke 21 of the poor woman who gave everything she had. And Jesus says... I'm just paraphrasing this, but this woman has actually given more because she gave everything she had. And it compared that to when you bring children to Mass, you're also like in a poverty, right? You certainly don't have as much time as you used to have when you have young children. And as we've mentioned earlier, Mass is not about what you get out of it, but what are you giving? 
And when you have young children, it feels, oh, just how much attention can I give to this mass? Really, right? You're constantly being distracted. But I like to remember that woman in Luke. And I tell myself, it may not look like I am giving much, but I am giving it everything I've got. And so if you feel that way when you're at mass, like really, how much am I really giving to the Lord? It may not look like much, but God sees it. And God knows that you are giving it everything you've got. So those are my thoughts. Moving on next month, we will be speaking to someone who is a professional at bringing children to mass. She brings a whole kindergarten class to Mass every week. Next month, I will be interviewing Sister Mary Bethany. So stick around. I hope you can join me next month.